What's going on, wolves? It's Lotus Alova here with another episode of Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind. And this is a safe space for creatives to come and learn tips and techniques that allow you to show up and express your passion and purpose to the world with ease and efficiency. I am so excited. This is a new episode. We've been going for a minute, but we're back. What's up? I've been planning. As you guys know, I recently launched LobaLand.com. If you have not seen the website, go check it out now. You can listen to a podcast and check out a website simultaneously. Trust me, I've tried. Uh, Yes, get into it. LobaLand.com. And you can find episodes of the podcast on there uh, from different platforms that it's on. We're not just on Anchor, iTunes, and Spotify. We're on different platforms all over. So go and check that out. There's also my Wolf Mother blog is up there which is like poetry and like random thoughts that I have that I'm sharing with you guys showing off more vulnerability um you can also shop my alignment mist and scrubs let's release those on December 1st um all of that all of that's on there all of that all my freebies um and any upcoming events that I'm doing and plus you can reach out to me on there via email So I'm so excited to talk about today's topic, which is gentrified matcha (laughs) and moving with intention. And these go hand in hand. So what I've been realizing is that, you know, I be out here in these matcha streets. I'm a huge matcha enthusiast. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I know a lot. And my goal is to get as many um, people of color into matcha and off of coffee um, because I really believe that the benefits just are fantastic and if we are operating with the type of energy and everything that we do we're going to be able to uplift our community that's my personal belief so i've been taking my girlfriends out to matcha when i can also if you're listening to the podcast and you want to go out for matcha with me if you're in the new york city area come through like let me know dm me and tell me and we can set up a date to like go and get some matcha i can show you because what i've been um also experiencing is that a lot of people who are listening to the podcast are trying matcha on their own with yeah shout out to you wolves y'all are amazing um but you guys are having terrible experiences and that's not what i want for you i want i want better um so that leads to two things one we're going to talk about gentrified matcha and why that shit sounds as bad as it sounds and tastes as bad as it sounds two we'll be hosting matcha meetups starting in march of 2019 where you can actually meet up with me in really cool airbnb locations throughout the city and i will teach you my personal matcha recipe so you don't have to worry about having bad tasting matcha again so so excited for that um but yeah let's get into it so A lot of the wolves that have been trying out matcha have been saying that it sucks, that it tastes really nasty or like, you know, they just they didn't like the experience, even though they may have gotten the energetic benefits that come with matcha, because even if it's made terribly, it still will, you know, do its work in the body and in the mind. But it should be an enjoyable experience, you know. So um, what I found is that a lot of uh, places that have just have just have matcha in it because it's trendy. They tend to have really shitty matcha because they have other focused drinks. Whereas if you're going to a place like Chacha Matcha, which is where I take everybody, by the way. So if you do go on a date with me, a matcha date, understand that we're going to Chacha because mad love for Chacha. But um, they are intentional in how they make matcha. Matcha is their forefront. So that is why it is so delicious there because they have other drinks, but those are like second fiddle to matcha or they are variations of matcha. But 
it's down it's a matcha bar you literally see them with the whisk whisking away there's intention in all that they do they have an amazing lineup they have it where you can see the process happening before your eyes so you're like included in how it's being made there's love in each pour i really truly um love and respect chacha matcha and the um culture it's cultivating um for modernizing matcha so you really want to make sure that to avoid gentrified matcha if matcha is not their forefront product i wouldn't drink it there so like if they're specializing in like herbal teas or maybe they're like a coffee house but they also have this alternative don't get your matcha from there because you will be upset it will not taste good and especially if it's your first time trying matcha i really want it to be an enjoyable experience so if it's not a matcha um driven company stay away from it another thing i want to talk about is finding out where it's sourced. Asking um, at those cafes, hey, where do you get your matcha from is super important because it'll let you know if they um, are knowledgeable, right? So if your barista has no idea where the matcha's from, I wouldn't fuck with that matcha, you know? Like, your people should be trained on answering these questions, like, down to if you guys sell rose tea, where are the roses from? That's shit that we need to ask, right? Because it also affects the quality of what it is that you will be sipping on and ingesting and putting into your body. So if the barista doesn't know where the matcha's from or what its grade level is, don't fuck with it. Um, because you want to make sure that it's sourced from Japan. Remember that matcha has become really trendy. So some people will skip out on going to get the real stuff and they'll get variations of it which is not okay because that can possibly have lead in it if it's sourced from China or other places or if it's kind of made, if it's like U.S. grown here, don't fuck with it. Like, that's not, that's not okay. Don't do it. It's not necessary. I don't even understand why that even exists. So you want to make sure it's from Japan because that is the matcha headquarters of the world. Um, and you know that, you know, matcha is, a, is made in a very honorable process. You know, it's not made through machines. It's real human interaction. Um, from the earth to human hands. And that's what I really, truly appreciate about matcha itself. Uh, You also want to make sure what grade it is. So there's a few different grades, but the best one is ceremonial grade. That's where you're getting the most packed. Those are the top, top, top notch leaves, green tea leaves. Um, They are like the VIP green leaves, um, green tea leaves that they use. And it has a very vibrant green color to it. And it smells so earthy. There's a bit of a powder to it. It also creates really rich foam when you blend it together. Uh, That's how you know it's the real deal. Another alternative is culinary grade, which is still really good. It also makes it easier to blend it with other things. So if you're really into adaptogens like ashwagandha or if you want to add collagen into the mix or turmeric, culinary grade will also work. It's a little lower on the scale, but still very good, very genuine uh, matcha product. And then there's the other stuff that you're more than welcome to use. But I would stick to culinary and ceremonial because they're the best of the best and I want the best for you. And yeah, back to just it understanding, like look into the history of matcha. I encourage you and to ask if they know the history of matcha. I know it sounds really crazy, like all this is to get matcha, but when things become trendy, you have to be really um, aware of where these things are coming from because people will just throw it in the mix real quick and not really care about its origin or where it comes from or have a connection to it. All they see are dollar signs. And if you're fucking with anything that's just about dollar signs, it's going to taste nasty and it's going to, um, the experience is not going to be what you deserve. So they need to know about their product. 
You know, if they don't get, if they don't light up. When I met the owner of Chacha Macha, my first time I was there, um, he broke everything down to me, like such enthusiasm. And every time I've gone back there, like the baristas know what they're talking about. You know, they're, just, they're not like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, I don't know. They will break it down. Like, okay, if you're doing this matcha blend, you might want to do the almond milk with that. Or you might want to do the oat milk or you're looking for something more creamy or more rich. Like, and that's what you need. Like, they need to be excited about what they're making because that excitement and them making it is also the energy that's being poured into what you're drinking. So this person's having a miserable time making your matcha tea. You're going to have a miserable time drinking that matcha tea. You feel me? And again, it's about having that intention and just understanding that the more you know when you do show for your first time, if it's not with me, at least you're well prepared. And that's, again, why we're going to create the matcha meetups next year to help bring that along, to give you guys more knowledge. Because matcha is, is universal. You can put it as um, a hair mask, as a face mask, body scrub. Like There are tons of ways to utilize it because it's, it's healing power. It's just universal. And I want to make sure that I'm doing my part to help you guys show up in that space, knowledgeable and ready to receive what you deserve. So, gentrified matcha is a thing. It's a disgusting thing. It's really unfortunate. I've had some gentrified matcha here and there. And let me tell you, it is literally the most disgusting thing you can drink. Like, it's disgusting. Had I not known the amazing benefits that are to matcha, I wouldn't continue drinking, you know, once you buy it. Because you're, you're paying about 6 to $9 for a cup of matcha tea. Um, it needs to be good. And the sad thing about it, that if it doesn't taste good the first time, you really can't go and take it back because they just don't know how to make it. You know, it's not where it's expired or something. It's just the person making it is not equipped. And there are a few places in New York City that um, I have not had a great experience with and that I would definitely be like, avoid these places at all costs because the experience that um, you are looking for is not there. And also just keep in mind, too, that matcha is very earthy. It's of the earth. So it's not going to have, um, like, a coffee taste or, like, uh, your normal latte taste. It is going to be a little bit more earthy. And it is an acquired taste. So that's why the more you know about the history of matcha and its benefits, the more excited you are. And that does... Um, I really believe that when your perspective on it changes, it does t- change your taste buds and how you show up for it. Because you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm waiting for these notes. Or, ooh, this bitterness here. Or, ooh, this. You get more excited for it. And if you're excited about it, it's going to taste good because you're in excitement. That's just just one-on-one facts, you know? So I wanted to just go over that because I felt so bad for my wolves out there. If you've had that experience, I love you and I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, I will also be featuring some clips of me taking wolves out to matcha on the uh, podcast website, on the podcast page on Lobaland.com. So you can see their first reactions because I'm telling you, when you have a good cup of matcha, it changes the game for you. You'll, you'll stay with it forever. So I decided to start doing a series, a mini series of that um, to show and highlight that because I, I want to share those experience with you because I get so excited and seeing them excited hopefully will encourage you to continue continue on that journey especially if you had a a bad first time but let's get into moving with intention right because I felt like this will this goes hand in hand with gentrified matcha because that's not moving with intention right um or if it is it's moving with ill intention right it's just like oh let's do this because it's trendy and we'll make some cash like that's not the intention that you want in your life and you don't want to move like that in your own personal life if money's a driving force for you you're not gonna have a great life you'll probably have a lot of material things which is nice but material things can be gone in a second you know 
and it's just not how you want to live your life, uh, especially if you're fine. This podcast, you are most likely a spiritual led person and intention is crucial. Intention is like that foundation to manifesting. It helps you to visualize. It helps you to take inspired action. It's really like that, uh, that key to all of your abundance. So I wanted to look up the definition of intention to break it down. And it was actually pretty hard to find a decent definition. But from dictionary.com, it says intention, an act or instance of determining mentally upon some action or end result. So when you break that down, it's like, okay, I'm going to sit for a moment and really think about what result it is that I want or what is it I want to do. And then declare that and then allow the universe to co-create with me to have that experience. If not that, then something better, right? On a spiritual term. And intention is crucial. Like I use intention every day. It is so important to move with intention. Otherwise, you're not awake. And if you're not awake, you're not having full experiences. And then that's when something doesn't go your way and you're like devastated by it or it knocks you down where it might have been a lesson to be learned. But because you don't, aren't moving with intention or in intention, you don't see that. You can't witness that. You can't witness your growth if you're not in a space of intention. You can't witness the miracles around you if you're not in a space of intention. So it's super important to do that. Because when you move in intention, you'll be in your highest self. And all that you do will be a reflection a reflection of the divine. So everything you produce when you're moving with intention just feels right. Because it is. Because it's coming from your highest self. Um, and life makes more sense. Like I said, when you get hit in life, because life does throw them curveballs. And they do be hitting you right in the face you kind of know that it's more of a lesson than it is like, oh, woe is me, why this happened to me. You start to shift in your understanding and perspective of things. It's no longer, oh, why why is this happening to me? It's like, oh, what can I learn from this, you know? And it allows you to be more authentic because when you're showing with intention um, as your forefront, as your foundation, everything you do becomes authentic because it's coming from this true desire that you have to have whatever end result it is that you want. You know, it's a declaration and it allows you to really embrace your personal power and magic in life. So we're going to use a CPR method to give you a three-step setup on how you can incorporate more intention into your life because it's super simple to do, but very impactful once you do it. So first you want to create a declaration. Each morning, sit with the feeling and declare it over yourself. So every morning when I wake up, I say, thank you. Even if I'm half awake, I might be having one eye open. I might not be feeling my best, but I say thank you regardless because I really am grateful to be able to get up again. I really am grateful to be waking up in my bed. I really am grateful to be waking up with a roof over my head. Like That's what that, those two words symbolize for me, like thank you, just in general. If you want to say thank you, God, thank you, universe, thank you, the divine, go for it. But I just say thank you. And the next thing I say is today's going to be glorious. And I use the word glorious because it makes me smile every time I hear it because I just love that word. It's just... It's such a popping ass word. I love that word. So you want to find something that gets you that excited, right? Like you're thinking about the word and it, and it moves you. Like if it's today, I will flourish. I know um, my girlfriend, Charlie of Charlie's Truth. She has a podcast, by the way. Check it out. It's called The Bold Project. It's lit. Uh, and it's on all platforms. Side note. But um, her word is flourish. So maybe in the morning she might say, today I will flourish in every way, right? Or you might just say today's going to be a great day. You know, keep it really simple into the ba- into the basics. But the point is to say something and speak life over your day before it even starts. 
So you're literally starting off with gratitude and then you're literally saying, today's going to be great. And then that shifts your mindset. So then when you're moving throughout your day, things that would have normally been a major blow aren't. Because you're like, well, I said today's going to be great. So this must be happening to allow greatness, right? Or this must be happening because it's going to lead to me being glorious or it's going to lead to me flourishing or whatever it is that you decide to say over your life. It's going to lead to that. You start to look at the things that are happening in your life a lot differently. And that's exactly what we need because when you are, when you just take a moment to look at the world and like what we're going through and all of these natural disasters and these crazy things that are happening at the border and just the news in itself and all the killing and just the, the racism, it, just, it can feel overwhelming. But being able to just have this power to say today is going to be great will literally bring you into a frequency that allows you to learn more lessons than, the, than instead of taking losses. Do you know what I mean? And that's truly what um, any authentic spiritual healer, bruja, witch, alchemist, guru, whatever they call themselves, wants you to have, to be able to have that elevated perspective in life so that you can live your best life. So you definitely want to create a declaration. It doesn't have to be super long. It doesn't have to be poetic. It could be like, today's going to be great. Just say it. Just say it every day. That's all you got to do. You don't got to write it down. Say it. Sit for a quick moment. Take a deep breath in and out. And then keep it moving throughout your day. And watch how you'll start to look at your day differently. Trust and believe. And of course, if you got that flow spray, um, that flow mist, you can also, again, spray that. I spray that above my head before um, I even get out of my bed and I say, today's going to be glorious. I take a deep inhale of that aroma, that refreshing citrus, eucalyptus, rosemary. Uh, it's so beautiful. Take a deep inhale, exhale, and I go on about my day. And it's always better. I don't have really bad days. I might have some weird moments throughout my day. I'm not going to lie to you. But I am always able to get out of those weird moments a lot quicker because I've decided that today's going to be a glorious day. And that's just the end of the conversation. I don't care what happens. It will be glorious. I will find that silver lining. And that's really the mindset you want to have in this day and age. Then you're going to praise to produce genuine desire. Be mindful of what you are grateful for. Sometimes we'll be like, we'll be writing our journal, right? Oh, I'm grateful to be alive or I'm grateful to have this. And you're just, you're just going through the motions, but there's no real intention, right? There's no real fire, um, no real desire in what it is that you're saying. So take a moment to make sure that you're producing genuine desire when you are praising, when you are saying what you're grateful for. What does that look like for you? What does it feel like for you? You know, when I'm saying, I'm so grateful to have these mornings to myself, I sit for a moment after I write that and I say it again and I just sit with the idea of like, wow, I really am. I really am so grateful and happy and warm and excited that I get to wake up and do what I want for myself every morning, that I've been able to cultivate that, right? Because gratitude... um, infused with joy which is for me praise when you are praising it gives you an expanded consciousness it's no longer these little sentences of i am this and i'm grateful for this and i'm thankful there's like dang like wow yo i get a moment to like reflect in that moment like damn yo you cultivate a life where you could just have your mornings to yourself sis like that's popping i'm so proud of you and that's really what you want to get from uh your moments of gratitude a sense of just like excitement of celebration of of 
just feeling elevated in a, in a divine alignment. We deserve that every day, you know, and it's not hard to tap into. It's literally as simple as taking a moment after you write what you're grateful for or say what you're grateful for. Just take a moment to think about why you're grateful for that. What does that mean being grateful for that thing? You know, like wh- just what does it feel like? What are you feeling? And if you're not feeling a sensation from it, don't write that thing for that day. You know, that just keep it real. And you're allowed to be flexible in your spiritual journey and in your growth as a creative, as a human being. Then the last thing you want to do is recover to resonate. That's sit five minutes with your hand on your heart, right? I like to rub my hands together and charge up my, there are energy centers all over your body. There are two in your hands. That's when you get that term healing hands. I like to rub my hands together and warm up my hands. And then I place um, a hand on my heart chakra, which is the middle of your chest plate. I take a deep breath in and out, closing my eyes. And I just feel that energy it's it's almost instantaneous right the more that you practice the more that you feel it too so if you're starting off and you're not really feeling anything um start thinking about things that warm your heart up think about you know i think about my puppy legend i love him he makes me so happy even though he's slightly stressful um i'll think about like good moments with gary or um when i hang out with my girlfriends or when i get amazing testimonials about my products you know i'll think about all that stuff and that really allows me to show up in my um heart chakra feeling my best and cultivating that magic and when you do that when you take a moment to be heart-led um, after showing gratitude, after making a declaration, you just take a few, a minute or two. If you only have a minute to give, just put your hand on your heart and just feel for that minute. Like, wow, I really am grateful for these things. Or wow, today really is going to be a glorious day. It is. You're going to instantly start smiling. And this all takes less than like five minutes to do. Everyone, I don't care if you're a mother, a dad, an auntie, a teacher, a CEO, if you work at a fast food place, if you're a full-time employed, part-time employed, it doesn't matter. You can dedicate three to five minutes every morning doing these simple things so that you can move throughout your day with efficiency and, and effectiveness. You deserve that for yourself. I can't stress it enough how worthy you are of having an easy flowing life that you do not need to struggle and strive and work extremely hard and bust your ass to have joy in your life. That is not how that works at all. If you want to learn more about that topic, please check out the other episode of Wolf Wisdom called You Are Entitled. I break it down on a spiritual level as to why you are entitled to the good things in life and you do not have to work for these things. They are your divine birthright. So you do those three things, create a declaration, praise to produce genuine desire and recover to resonate by doing a little bit of heart magic and watch how you feel afterwards. That feeling will stay with you throughout the day. It really will because it's a good moment you can get to go back to in a dark moment and that's all a part of rewiring your brain and getting it to understand like, okay, we are allowed to have dark days, dark moments. That's, that's actually necessary in our growth, but we don't have to sit here and um, live in these moments right? We allow these moments to show up, to teach us a lesson, um, to give us expansion, and then we release them. And this is a great way to strengthen your spiritual stamina so that when these moments happen in your life, you're able to show up and receive what you need to receive and let go of what no longer serves you. So I really hope that that resonates with you because it resonates with me. And this week's matcha mantra is, I am intentional in all that I do. 
we kept it real simple for this one. It's really just, it, it just is that simple. It's a one, two, three. I'm intentional in all that I do. I'm intentional when I brush my teeth. I'm intentional when I do my makeup, when I wash my face. There's intention in everything that I do. And it has taken me some time to cultivate it, but it really doesn't have to. There's intention in every um, supplement that I take. There's intention in me using CBD oil. Like Everything has intention. The food that I eat in the morning, there's intention behind it. You know, I eat this food because I know it's going to make me feel better. I intend for this food to make me feel better. Or I intend for the CBD oil to make me feel relaxed. Or I intend for me to drink eight ounces of water in the morning so that my skin is glowing and that my body's working and that my body's detoxing. There's intention in all that you do. It's up to you now to either be conscious about that intention or or unconscious about that intention. It's going to be intention there regardless. I'm just asking you to show up and be aware of it and cultivate cultivate that self-awareness so that you can live an easier life because you truly do deserve it. Uh, That's everything for this week, y'all. So take that with you. Take that matcha mantra. I am intentional all that I do. Um, Let me know on the new Instagram account, at Lobaland, uh, how you're intentional. There'll be a post up for... Uh, this matcha moments episode. So let me know in the comments below. Like, how are you um, intentional? What do you do with intention? Or how do you want to show up more with intention? Um, hopefully, I can answer some of the questions that are on there. So make sure you're following at Lobaland. Check out the website, lobaland.com. I made it real simple so that we can just know what to do, make it happen. And uh, check out the products that are online. They're lit. I'm very excited about my scrubs and the mist because they really are helping women um, elevate their life and just loving themselves more um, and show up better for their communities. So do all of those things and make sure you rate this podcast, share with your friends, let them know that Loba Land is lit. They need to come and join and be a part of the community. Uh, leave a comment. One of my uh, desires is to have this be the number one health and wellness podcast. And I know that we can do it if we just share a little bit more. Okay. I love you. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, Wolf.